Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Hoop Jack Podcast Series. I am always going to be your host, Chris Farmerstead, and with me, as always, is the the wonderful, the man himself, Mr. Jacob Atkins. Jake, how are you doing, my man? Doing all right, man. How you doing? Good. How was your weekend? Not too bad. I had some family come in, so I got to spend a little bit of time with my nephew. That's always a good day. It's always a good day. Um, I was out of town. I spent the time in good old Boone, North Carolina, right there at App State. So see all the college kids return, which was, you know, I don't have to live through that dream anymore or that paranoia, especially during this time during a pandemic. Uh-huh. So, all right. So we're going to get right into it. There, this day in history, and I believe it's there's only one thing to talk about today. There's only one one big thing to talk about today yeah um before we get into the big thing um you know last year on this day jamal murray and donovan mitchell both went for 50 in a game proving that it is all too easy to score in the nba um but the the only thing that matters today is it is kobe's birthday yeah one of the greats to ever play the game you know, there's not enough words to say what he means to the game of basketball. No, and it's just you know, he. I started enjoying the game when he eventually got his, you know, started doing well and got his All Star nods and everything. So I kind of he helped me lo- enjoy and love the game of basketball, and with him not being here. It's kind of like I feel bad because he never really got to enjoy the work that he had actually put in. Like, the retirement-wise, like, he only, like, seeing him in retirement, it looked like the happiest he's ever been. And you know, he didn't get to enjoy all of it. I, I didn't like Kobe much until the end of his career. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big LeBron James fan. There was always the debate during our careers, who's better. Um, So I resented Kobe because a lot of people thought he was better than who I think is the greatest player ever. Um, It wasn't really until the end of his career that I was able to to take a step back and say, appreciate this while you still have it. You know, his last two or three seasons were the only time that I really got to, to watch him play and not and not be resentful. Yeah, because when he tore his Achilles, that kind of was just the beginning of, like, the end. And I think it was kind of the curtain call at that point when the Lakers weren't going to kind of win another title. And it was getting to the latter part of his career. And, I mean, he gave the city of L.A. everything he had and then some. And I feel a lot of people can look up to the how hard he worked to get to the spot where he's at versus you know just focusing on all the accolades and whatnot like the accolades are great but if you don't work hard and you don't put in that extra effort those accolades aren't there you know probably my favorite kobe story that i've ever heard um i believe it was his, his wife who told who told the story he played for a while with a lot of injuries. Everybody knows he, he always played through injuries. 
and his wife in an interview was talking about that and she said she always tried to get him when he was injured to just rest and take time off and heal and he he told his wife he'd never do that because what if there's a kid out there whose family saved up money just to be able to afford to go to one game so their kid can watch him play and And he, he said because of that he will never take a day off unless he absolutely has to and the thing, and if you watch, you know, the last dance, MJ kind of talked about that a little. He kind of said, if people are willing to give up, what was it, like three hours of their time to watch me play, then I'm going to give 110% or something like that. Like he said that he he felt if he didn't play, he cheated out the fans who saved up, who wanted to watch him and everything like that. And I feel that Kobe had that mentality that he wanted to be the best to ever play the game. And he is one of the best to play the game. Now, there's always going to be debate on who's the GOAT, but it's just, you got to just appreciate greatness when you see it. And He's so, really the last the last player that I can think of who had that mindset that no matter what, he was going to go out there and play. Yeah. You don't really see that anymore. You don't. And it's kind of tough to watch because you know you don't see that kind of dog mentality right now that you would go out there no matter what and give it everything you had it's kind of you know shame but happy birthday to the late Kobe Bryant the Mamba and you know he, I know he's looking down on every ball player right now hoping to see the next the next great one come through but all right rest in peace mama continuing on with our topics today so recent reports saying that Giannis Antetokounmpo has put in a stake ownership with the the Milwaukee Brewers so to give you some idea of some other big names in the uh ownership world we have Patrick Mahomes he's a part owner of the Kansas City Royals he has a stake Uh, LeBron James has a stake in Liverpool FC as well as the Boston Red Sox the Williams sisters and Blaze Pizza Uh, the Williams sisters Venus and Serena Williams probably the greatest I'm not even just gonna say female tennis players the greatest tennis players to ever play the game have a stake in the Miami Dolphins and Angel City FC so, and then we have Michael Jordan with the Hornets, Kevin Durant with the Philadelphia Union, and Russell Wilson, Sierra, and Ken Griffey Jr. part of the Seattle Sounders. Now, if it was up to you, and money was you know not a, not a like factor, and you could purchase or put a stake in any any franchise, whether it's the MLB, the NBA, you know. What franchise would you pick and why? Are we talking money's not a factor in terms of buying the franchise or money's not a factor in terms of what the franchise would then return to ownership? I think I think we're going to go with money's not a factor when purchasing a stake. I think I would go – I hate to say it because I hate this team more than anything. They just annoy the life out of me. But I would go with the Cowboys. Really, their 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 net or their their value, their estimated value is like in the billions. I'm gonna have to look that up. 
I mean, they they are in the billion. They're like one of the few teams who are in like the billions as far as you know profit and market value. But really, the Cowboys. I mean, yeah, the fan I'm the fan base the fan base is you know there. Yeah. And 5.7 billion. They, yeah. They are the most valuable sports franchise. Yeah. Got the Cowboys, then the Yankees, then the Knicks, then Barcelona, Real Madrid, and the Lakers and the Warriors. Mm, that makes sense. So I, I would go with the Cowboys just because swallowing my pride would be worth some of that revenue. In mine, ooh. I'm going to be interesting because I would stay NBA, but if I had to, and this, and unfortunately they're not around, but if I were to bring them back, I would bring back the Supersonics. And here's why. Seattle was a great basketball city and they had a great team until they and you know Kevin Durant was drafted by the Supersonics and so was Westbrook so they had a chance to you know keep that Supersonic uh, you know championship dream alive and I feel like the city as well as the the fan base was so strong in Seattle like not only did you have the Seahawks but you still had that Supersonic team that was still showing that Washington State pride and I feel if they were to make a comeback, they would be one of the future, like one of the big name. It would, it, in my opinion, it could still be a big market location. I feel like it could be bigger than Milwaukee yeah. as far as a location setting. I think Vegas and Seattle will both get a team. Yeah. Because Vegas, I don't know. Because Vegas has money coming out of every casino. Yeah, with, known to with gambling legal now, Vegas is going to have they're, they're going to eventually get every every major professional sports team. Like, they're yeah, because they already have hockey. They're about to get football. I wouldn't be surprised if an NBA team, you know, makes it there. And it's just the plethora of money that they have is amazing. But I think if you put a, put a team in Vegas and bring back Seattle, you would have, I feel, two good areas where you can profit – not only as the city-wise, but the league-wise, you can profit off of even retro merchandise-wise for the Supersonics. Get all the retro stuff. Oh, my gosh. That'll be selling quick. Vegas does a lot for the NBA with, with like, hosting Summer League. Like, I wouldn't imagine that's, like, a, a dream for a city to, like, like you're, you're the mayor of a, any random city and you wake up and you're like, man. I really want to host the NBA Summer League. It's probably not making anybody any money out there. So, in my opinion, Vegas does a lot. And they they should get a team. Yeah. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, what would you name them? What would you name the, the team in Vegas? The, the Las, Las Vegas, Vegas Bookies. bookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was actually just, thinking about that. And it's like, just like a book. And it's just a book with like a pencil coming down and some numbers jotted down. Yeah. That's or all like it a is. or like a or like a guy with like one of those bookie hats writing stuff down in the book. That'd be awesome to have as far as you know a team logo and a name. Yeah. That'd yeah. be great. I would the I bookies. would I would go for it's kinda like when 
what the XFL was naming their names, the Outlaws. And it couldn't be any worse than the. Um, oh, it can't the, be any Kansas, worse. Or not Kansas, um, Washington football team. Can't it be can't. any worse than that. You did, could, so you could have no name. You no. Know, so shifting gears, did you see the names that they had for that Washington football team? Oh my gosh, they're you know, not even trying. I haven't looked at it. I'm going to pull it up. And while I do that, I'm going to counter your question with, did you see what they are doing with the former Cleveland Indians? Oh, it's even worse. The Cleveland Defenders. It's they are worse. out there defending people's feelings. It's terrible. I'm just like, why? I, I get, like, here's the thing. I get it if you're because they were made back in the time where it was, what? you know, political, like, it was politically incorrect. But you can't change the history of the fact that the Indians, the Cleveland Indians are always going to be, I'm still always going to say the Cleveland yeah. Indians. I'm going to call them the Windies. Because, because then if you take away the Cleveland Indians, then you don't have Major League, the movie series. Charlie don't have it. does not approve. No, I don't approve like, of it. I, no matter what happens, they're always going to be the Cleveland Windians to me, and there's always going to be Believe Land instead oh, yeah. of Cleveland. There's just names that are not going to go away. But for those of you who hadn't seen this list, similar to myself, you could have the Armada, no. like the Nissan. <laughs> I hate them. The Brigade, the Commanders, terrible. the Defenders, no. the Presidents. That's even worse. I That's don't even worse. understand it. Red Hogs, new Red Wolves, nope, and Washington Football Team. God. So, <laughs> so just the same name. Red Hogs to me remind like when I read that, it popped into my head that you know that red spicy sausage that you can get out of a vending machine in like a, a bowling alley or something. Yeah, that's what pops to my head when I when I read the name uh... Red Dog, I think of red spicy sausage so. they're literally trying to come up with any safe name that nobody would get offended How? you know you know, here here's here's what i would call them i call it here and you can take this either way i call them the the washington red wings like with fight like the fighter jet like the red wing fighter jets see like, that would that would work like give them the old school plane vibe like when you go to um wing stop get that wing logo Give it the Washington feel. There you go. You got the Washington Red Wings. These names, I think that was like, put? Who was on this committee? I need to know who was on this committee to name this this football team. Probably a bunch of old white men. I think Smitty. Yeah, they 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 what they did. They had their kids just <laughs> scribble something and said, "This looks like so and so word." We're putting it in a hat. <laughs> And then they draw the names out of the hat. That's how they got these names. It's just, they're not even trying anymore. I'm just, I am personally just taking the fact that you can't erase the Cleveland Indians, you know, history and the movie series. You can't get rid of Believeland because, you know, that's just an amazing name. And Washington's always going to be the Redskins. It's never going to change. Yeah, no one's going to call them the, the Washington Armada. I'm not gonna call him the Washington Armada or the Presidents. Who no. wants to be the starting quarterback for the Washington Brigade? Uh, I nobody. get where you're coming from with Presidents, Washington, Lincoln. Like, 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 yeah. it's, I get it, but it's not. That doesn't sound 
you know, intimidating or actually going to feel like it's going to stay the name very long. And then when, you know, when you're hyping them up in the locker room and you've got your quarterback is, you know, he's in the in the center of the circle, his linemen are pushing him around and he says, who are we? And they scream the presidents. I would I, laugh. I, 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 would, yeah, I couldn't say that with a straight face. I couldn't say and, Here's, Oftentimes, nobody wants to associate with whoever our president is. Biden, Trump, <laughs> Obama, no one cares. Like, no one. There's no always going to be people who don't want to associate with the president. Here, and then I say the same thing again. Use, use the retired XFL names. There's nothing wrong. If you call yourself the Washington Outlaws, what's wrong with that? I like that name. Like, that would be amazing. Use the Washington Outlaws. You still have, like, <laughs> the Outlaw logo. Like with the Washington, like the Washington Redskin colors, it would work just fine. I feel like that would work. But we're in a world where everyone is, I'm triggered, man. You know, I feel like this isn't work for me, so it shouldn't work for anybody. I've, I've got man, names right here. Oh, here we go. For I, what? I I just looked up greatest sports teams' names, and I've there's a few that really apply to Washington. I feel. Um, Which one? You've got the Washington Wasted Potential. <laughs> you've got the Washington Rainbow Warriors. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's really um, <laughs> You could call them the Fire Breathing Rubber Duckies. I don't think anybody would be offended by that. Um, <laughs> this one has tickled me. The Mighty Morphin Flower Arrangers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Give me, give me the Washington <laughs> Mighty Morphin Flower Arrangers. Come on, sixteen and zero, baby. Come <laughs> on, oh, you gotta stop. That's hilarious. Oh, that's, oh, that's hilarious. I didn't, I didn't even look up funny names. I just looked up. You just looked up names. greatest sports team. Oh, that's great. Oh man, oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. I, but I, hey. I think wasted potential really suits. It does. Uh, you know what? I want to hear from the fans. Fans, let us know what you think some of the more outrageous names. Like, for example, the Mighty Morphin Flower Rangers. <laughs> Something like that. Let's see how many of you all can think of some very creative names that Washington should go for versus what they're deciding on. I would really love to hear it from you all. But we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have a special one-on-one interview with our guest, Niagara Purple Eagles basketball player, Justin Roberts. So stay tuned. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Hoop Jack. Today, we have a one-on-one special interview with Niagara Purple Eagles basketball player, Justin Roberts. Justin, it's good to have you on the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So, uh, you grew up playing in Lawrence, Kansas, which is basically the home of, you know, basketball. That's where the rules are, the Jayhawk Jayhawk Nation is. What was it like um, playing in the center of the basketball world in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, so um, I originally moved there. My first time living there actually was when I was six years old. I lived there for one year and um, my dad's a coach. So we moved around a lot. So we moved back there when I was a freshman in high school. Um, so I, I, I played my high school career there and uh, it was just a great atmosphere. You know, um, Lawrence, Kansas isn't like a, 
isn't a really big isn't a really big place, but it's it's really big on basketball. Um, so if you looked in the newspapers, if if Kansas played a game on on, on a Friday and uh, they would have an article about them, and my high school played on a Friday, we would be right after them. So it kind of felt like even though I was playing in high school, like I kind of felt like it, I was in a college town and I was getting that college feel um, in terms of like the publicity and and just like people knowing who you are because of like where you're from and who you play for and stuff like that. So uh, playing, playing in Lawrence was a great experience for me. Um, and also, you know, having the rules here um, uh, since they got bought and they got put back in Lawrence. I mean, it's just a cool and really historic place to play. Right. And um, throughout that time playing Kansas, I'm sure, you know, the basketball world can be intense. So what was the process, uh, the, the decision process in, cause I believe you decided on, to the University of Toledo as your first college decision. Yep, yep, that's right. Um, so my uh, my junior my junior year uh, going into my senior year of the summer, um, my last year of AAU, uh, I tore my ACL first game of, of AAU season. So I missed out on a lot of uh, recruiting opportunities. But um, Toledo took a chance on me, and uh, I had I had two uh, I had two years there that I'll never forget. I made a lot of friendships that I'll never forget. Um, uh, but uh, it, it just wasn't really for me, that place. It didn't really fit me best. So I ended up leaving after two years. And then after that, you you landed at uh, Niagara University. What was the decision to transfer? What was that process? Like what kind of was going through your mind to go from Toledo to Niagara? Um, I, 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 well, obviously, everybody, when they get to college, they want to have the chance to play as much as possible and, and be able to help their team as much as possible. And um. I felt like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't able to do that. Um, I didn't play a whole lot my two years there. I know there were a lot of people in front of me, and uh, uh, so it. I, I thought there was a, it was a better chance for me to move somewhere else and and uh, have and give myself a better chance to play. So uh, I knew the first coach at Niagara. Um, his name was Chris Casey. He actually coached with my dad at St. John's, so we had a pre-existing relationship. So uh, when uh, when I announced that I was transferring, and he and uh, he uh, he called me. Um, it was almost like a no-brainer because I knew I could trust him, and I knew I was going somewhere that uh, that would give me the best opportunity to play. Right, and you were going somewhere where you kind of felt like there was someone who had your back, and at least someone that you knew within mm -hmm. that staff that could help you out and pu push your career forward. Correct. Um, so while playing for Niagara University, what's it like playing in the MAAC, which is the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference? What's the competition like playing against the different teams in that uh, competition is really good. Um, you know, every place is, is, is driving distance for the most part. So um, it, it's, it's a good chance for you to uh, take a nice little eight hour, seven hour road trip every weekend and uh, and get closer, get closer and bond with your teammates. Um, the, the competition is really good. You know, we got Iona, who's a really good team in our conference. You know, they got now they got Rick Pitino as their coach. Um, every every single game is going to be a battle. The MAC conference is, is very much overlooked. Uh, there's a lot of dogs on that on the, on those uh, on those rosters. And um, I mean, the Mac conference is, is a great is a great uh, conference to play in, right? And then you're going, in, so you're a graduate student, graduate student. So you're heading into your sixth year. Yeah, I'm right? a super, I'm a super super senior, super super senior, as some would call it. So, what are some personal goals that you have going into your last, you know, eligible year in college basketball, as well as some team goals for the season? Uh, personal goals that I have, uh, I just want to be able to have the best year that I can possibly have. You know, I don't want to leave anything. Uh, I want to leave everything out there. I don't want to. I don't want to finish my career, my college career, saying I could have done this or I should have done that. So, um, I want to be as healthy as possible. I want to be at my at my best physically and uh, skill wise. So, 
I want to make sure I go out with a bang. And um, as a team, you know, we came close to winning the MAD conference last year. We lost in the semis to Iona um, in a close game. And uh, we feel like this year we can really get over the hump. We got a lot of, we got a much deeper team. Um, we got a lot of players that can, uh, that can add value that we, that we recruited. And uh, I feel like we have a really good chance of uh, hopefully getting to the tournament because that would be a great way for me to, you know, end my college career. Right. And then the last, uh, last year and closer to coming up this season, we've had to deal with the pandemic COVID-19. How hard was that as far as travel wise, practice wise, you know, and even team bonding wise, on the team for because of the pandemic, you can't really be close that close to each other and, you know, create that bond. Um, you know, when it, when it first started, it was really tough. Um, it was actually more tough mentally than anything else. But um, actually we all, as a team, I think like 95% of us got it at the exact same time. So um, after we all got it and we all had that, that well, everybody says that there's that three month period of where you're almost immune because you have the antibodies um, it kind of it kind of eased up for us because we felt like we could be around each other more and not have to worry about getting getting sick. So um, it actually helped us out for the season, too, because we didn't have to get tested during the year um, for most of the most of the year because we had the antibodies. So um, it made uh, traveling a lot easier and uh, it, it, it took a lot of the pressure off of us to uh, to make sure that we were being safe and and uh, we could just kind of, you know, be ourselves and almost have a have a normal year for for a three month period with. And with, you know, college football season around the corner, a lot of team teams all over the country are allowing fans to come in. By the time basketball season starts, do you feel like it's going to be, you know, a full capacity, half capacity, you know, limit, limited capacity as far as fans in the stands? Um, you know, I'm hoping for full capacity. Uh, I, I would love this year to be as normal as possible. Um, we don't know how that's going to be considering the Delta with the Delta variant and everything like that, but – I mean, if, even if it's limited capacity, it's a lot better than what it was last year. So at this point, I'll kind of take whatever I can get when it comes to that. But uh, hopefully, hopefully we can have a we can have a pretty normal year this year. Yeah, I hope so, too. Um, so I noticed as well that you are graduating with a degree in sports management. So what would you want to do with that after college? So, yeah, so I got my undergrad in uh, sports management um, after my fourth year. And then we have a one-year program for masters, so I got my masters in sports management this summer, also. Um, and now I'm I'm get, I'm trying to get a, an undergrad in uh, sociology. Hopefully, I can do that in one year. So I could end up leaving here with three degrees. Hopefully, that would be great. Um, but I mean, what I want to do is I definitely want to stay in sports. I just want to help out athletes in any way that I possibly can, whether it's coaching or uh, being an administrator or whatever it is. I just want to be able to stay around basketball if I, if I if i get into another sport that's cool too but basketball is where i definitely want to be in and uh hopefully i can uh i can stay in that uh in that area and my last question to you is um playing at the college level what advice can you give to a high school hooper wanting to play at that level uh wanting to strive to you know just improve and be no matter what level division one two or three what advice can you give them um so i think something for me um when i first got to toledo I think I kind of underestimated the, how big the jump was from high school to college in terms of competitiveness and just overall physicality and things like that. So I think that might have contributed to why I got off to such a slow start at Toledo. Um, so I think one thing that I would definitely say is, is be prepared that it's going to be a big jump, but you have to have confidence in yourself that you can that you can still contribute and that you can still play with the next with the, with the next level because obviously if the coaches recruited you. And that means that they see that potential in you. So my, my advice would just be 
don't take anything for granted and make sure you just, you're just your best every single day. I don't think I could have said it better myself. Uh, so thanks again, uh, Justin Roberts. Thank you for coming on to the show. Guys, make sure to check not only him, but also the Purple, the Purple Eagles when the season comes around in the MAC conference. Um, but yet again, Justin, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us and give your kind of life story and your point of view on everything. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yep, no problem. All right, guys, when we come back, we will have more, so stay tuned. All right, and we're back, guys. So we are getting ready for our special segment, our Dano's Spicy Hot Take. Jake, tell us a little bit about Dano's Spicy Hot Take. The Dano's seasoning, before we get on the hot take, is the best seasoning that I have ever had. It's low sodium. It's low sugar. It's It doesn't clump together when you let it sit. Like, there's just so many good things about this seasoning. You can put it on anything from ramen noodles to if you wanted to smoke a pork shoulder. You can put Danos on anything. Um, so to get it going with my hot take, Devin Booker will be an all-star starter this year. Okay. I can see that. I mean, there he kind of he got snubbed, but I think he kind of got that, you know, I think he's he's going to get votes because of what he did this year. Yeah. In the the whole season he had a good season, he had a good playoff run. He's going to get votes because of that. Mine is Golden State will not have a winning record this season. Ooh. Here's why. Clip it. Clip it. I know. Clip it. Here's why. Here's why I say that. And then before, he, before you have, you know, an aneurysm, here's why. <laughs> Clay Thompson is reported not to come back until Christmas. That's a long time. It is questionable that he'll come back for Christmas. And we've already seen what Steph had to do by himself. And that was tough. Wiggins has gotten a little bit better. Draymond Green is still Draymond Green. You know, Golden State's picking up a few, you know, here and there. They they just lost Oubre, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I think he went They lost Oubre. They picked how? up Iguodala. They re-picked up Iguodala. He, how is he expected for Christmas? What's he been out? A year and a half? He's been out a lot with that tear. He's been out and in rehab. Well, I would assume rehab. You kind of see him on Instagram a lot, traveling with his dog. But I feel they said Christmas, and that's going to be tough to handle, especially. And I know that the t- that the NBA is not doing a whole lot of back to backs anymore. But still, that that schedule that they're going to have, um, and it is out. The, I think the NBA season schedule just came out a couple days ago. I think it's going to be tough for them to be at or above 500 this year without Clay. So he'll be 13 months removed. So that's actually, I thought it was longer than that. Um, so that's not an unusual timeline for an Achilles. I think it that was similar to what Kevin Durant was on. Yeah. So let's see. Let's go through their, their schedule up to Christmas. But I think even... Even with him coming back after that Achilles, it's he's going to have to take it lightly with that because he doesn't want to tear it again. Is that 
You tear it again, it's basically, you're done. So they open on October 19th against the Lake at Los Angeles. At, against at the Lakers. Oh, That's an L. L. That's, That's an, an L. L. That's an L. And then on the 21st, they go and play at home against the Clippers. That could go either way. That that definitely can go either way. No Kawhi Leonard, no Clay Thompson. I'm I would give the upper hand in this game. I would give the upper the hand to the Warriors because Clay uh, Steph is gonna go off in that game. So we're at one and one right now. <laughs> we're at one we're and one. Five hundred. Um, next game against Sacramento. That's a dub. That's a Oklahoma win. Oklahoma City. That's a dub. That's a win. Uh, Memphis. That's a dub. Oklahoma Ooh. City. That's another dub. Memphis could be close, but we'll, we'll we'll be conservative with it. We'll call we'll Memphis. Conserv- we'll call Memphis an L. So we've we've got Lakers it's three and two, three and two, two right, two now, right now, now through five. Oklahoma City, that's a dub. Charlotte could go either way. I think Charlotte comes out on that one if Lamelo. This was in Golden State. Oh, it's in Golden State. It's a home game on ESPN. Oh. This is a primetime game. Oh, that's. I'll give it to Golden State on that one, just for the fact that it's a home primetime game. So we're Steph five and two out. through seven. New Orleans at home. That's a dub, I think. Versus Houston at home. That's, that's a, dub. a dub. Versus Atlanta at home. I'm going to call that's that a one loss. an L. That's, that's an, an L. L. That's an L. Um, we're at seven and three. Minnesota, that's a dub. Chicago at that's home. That's an L. That's an L. You think Minnesota... I no no Chicago. Uh, yeah, Chicago's Minnesota, an L. Minnesota's a win. Chicago's an L. Chicago's an L. Then they play at Charlotte. I'm gonna call that one an L. I'm gonna call that one an L. At Brooklyn, that's a loss. That's a loss. At Cleveland, that's a dub. At Detroit, that's a dub. At home versus Toronto, that's a dub. That's a dub. At home against Philly, L. Portland, L. At LA for the Clippers, I'm gonna call that one an L. And then they've got. Two against Phoenix. That's I give them. I must say both. they split. No, I say both. Phoenix gets both. One's at home. One's on the road. Is what I'd I'm still give split. Phoenix the win only because they're. Co- I mean, unless something really happens, I still feel like Phoenix is going to come out on top both games. But we'll we'll do a split versus San Antonio. I'm going to call that one a dub. Orlando dub. Portland. L, Philly, L, Indiana. Indiana, dub. yeah. New York, I'm a, that one's at New York. I'm going to call that an L. L. Boston, that's at Boston, that's an L. L. At Toronto, I'm still calling the dub on that one. Where are we at right now? I don't the record. I think we, I think <laughs> we, I think, we, I, think I was, I was. I think we're at, thir- I know we're at, thir- I think we're at 13, 11. It's pretty close. Then we've got... Versus Sacramento, I'm calling that a dub. 14, at home 11. against Memphis, I want to call it at home. I think that's a dub. 15-11. And then on Christmas, they play at Phoenix. That's an L. 15-12. So, so, yeah, I mean, I they, mean they, 15, they could be 500. 15-12. I, I don't think I counted that right. Oh, I might have. 15, 12. Yeah, that makes sense. It's going to be close. But it's going to be close. Like, you're at at Christmas, you're just above 500. And, and you're, you're one injury away from 
yeah from being a, a lottery team yeah so i think it's gonna be that's why i'm saying it could be close but without clay i don't see them progressing the rest of the year as an above 500 at or above 500 team so you guys can clip it you guys can save it that's my hot take golden state will not make it above 500 wins unless if clay is not healthy in time because even if he comes back from that injury it's he's not going to be 100 percent. he's not it's going to be close it's going to be tough but all right guys so we're at the end of our show where we always like to do our little mindful moment um jake what's what's your mindful moment what's been on your mind lately um in honor of kobe's birthday um my, my mindful moment is never pass up an opportunity to let somebody know you love them. Whether it be a friend, a spouse, domestic partner, anybody. If you love that person, please do not hesitate to let them know because you never know when you're going to get another chance. Um, I, I would kill to be able to tell my mom I love her one more time. I'm sure Vanessa Bryant would give anything to tell Kobe that she loves him one more time. So if you have that opportunity to tell somebody you love them, do not take it for granted today. Yeah, and I I think my mindful moment was basically that you just got to appreciate the time you have with your loved ones and make sure that you always stay in touch and keep close with them because in the blink of an eye, something could happen and you might regret not saying something sooner. But that's going to be it, guys, for today's episode. I want to thank Justin Roberts uh, from Niagara Purple Eagles for his one, for our one-on-one interview. I hope his team and himself does really well this season. Make sure to go check out our Instagram page at page at underscore hoopjack underscore for all of our content. And also, guys, be sure to, if you click on the link in our bio and head over to Dano's, use code hoopjack at your at your final purchase for a discount or anything like that to help us out anything goes a long way and remember dano's seasoning is the way to go there's no other seasoning like dano's yum yum get you some but hope you guys keep listening to the episodes make sure you keep tuning in we enjoy doing this we enjoy uh talking to you guys giving us our input And remember, don't be a bystander, be a hooper, and keep balling. Peace.